Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive, uh, a very special episode. Uh, we're not recapping anything today. We are just talking to an icon. Uh, we are joined by a guest that really does not need an introduction, but just to remind you, uh, you know them as the scene stealer of your favorite music videos, TV shows, magazine spreads, fashion runways. Uh, she strutted into uh, our hearts via Drag Race Season 5. And nearly snatched that crown in All Stars 2, which I think is the uh, best season of competition reality of all time. Um, And drag legend, fashion muse, queer icon, and hopefully a soon-to-be fast friend of the podcast. Uh, D to the E to the T to the O to the hold it. X. Hi. Hi, welcome. Hi. Oh, my God. We are so happy to have you here today. Uh, this You were on our bucket list of people we wanted to chat when we're chatting all things reality oh, television. Geez. Aim higher. Well, who should, well then if, if we aim higher, who should we get next? Um, I don't know. There really isn't anybody. Anybody better? <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm, that's what I'm saying. We'll see. Our, our other dream, you're on the list with Tiffany Pollard. So. Oh, she's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, you met her. She's great. She's fun. I know she might be quote unquote problematic, but I mean, sh- I think she's fabulous. <laughs> oh, I know. There's been a whole. Uh, yeah, We're rewatching too, but... season one of um, Flavor of Love right now for our Patreon, and just <laughs> we're watching. Our, I'm, we're making our parents watch it too. And they've never seen it. Oh, They're God. in love. You know what? They like, really are. <laughs> honestly, like, I mean, I haven't watched it since it aired. Um, and I think that was like way back when there was like not even DVR or anything like that. So, <laughs> but I, after yeah. doing reality television, it's so hard for me to watch like any kind of, especially competition based reality television. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. triggered. <laughs> like, like, I see past like the, you know, the realm of what we're shown. And I'm like, I just, I, I can probably understand what they're going through and what the producers are telling them to do and blah, 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 blah. So it makes it like hard to watch reality TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't imagine that that actually uh, kind of like segues good into our first question. Like, what are you watching right now? Or what were you watching like in the past year of, of no gigs and things My like that? Like, what are you consuming? I've been consuming a lot of TV, to be honest. But uh, mainly, um, I mean, a lot of true crime. Like, I do mm. love mm-hmm. like the Investigation Discovery Channel is my kink. Like, I don't, my assistant is always like, especially when we were like on the road together, he was like, you please, you have to stop like falling asleep watching murders because anytime he has to wake me up for anything, it's like, "Ah, I feel like I'm being killed. Um, But so true crime is like my kink. I've also been really into, God, I binged a bunch of stuff over the past couple of months that I like never, like I did um, Ozark, which was amazing. Um, so yeah, good. a bunch of like anything that's super dramatic and, and heavily scripted and artistically done. I've been really yeah. into, and I've rewatched a bunch of stuff too. I rewatched Queer as Folk. I rewatched, um, Ooh, that's a good yeah. watch. I did that a couple, it was good. Ago. And then also like watching it now as like an adult and like a, a um, a person who's more developed their queer identity. Um, and right. especially in these modern times, like watching it being like, Ooh, <laughs> So it's like, we we don't say that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. No. I get that. I've been watching, like, painfully watching so much. I say painfully because I've just blown through so many seasons of The Challenge, which, like, came from real world and now is, like, a competition show. And they're old season. And some of the things they say, it, like, makes my skin crawl. And I'm like, how... 
Oh, I'm like sweaty. No, Kix, did you, you watch, because we're both doing this like challenge journey mm-hmm. right now because we've run out of reality competition <laughs> just watch because we've seen it all. Um, no, there was a freaking uh, episode where that woman put like, like pudding on her face. Yes. She was like, I'm going to impersonate my partner who is black. And I'm like, what? This is yes. wild. I'm like, how this, first of all, how the episode is still on Paramount yeah. Plus, like is like out there to watch. I'm like, what? I- and she's like, I just, I don't know better. And I'm like, clearly not. That was, that was wild. Yeah. Battle. It was like the battle <laughs> oh of the season, I think. Yeah. It was one of them. Yeah. Well, we were watching Flavor of Love, and it actually isn't. It kind of holds up. <laughs> like we were watching it, and like it's like kind of hilarious. Like it's so funny, and the whoever was like on the story writing team or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. back then uh, for that show, they just like really were so smart. And Flavor Flav's captivating. Oh, say <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> I, yeah, so that's that's been an exciting new binge. But um, well, so we asked our guests like when when other guests come on, uh, what kind of show got them into reality television? Um, so we kind of want to put that on you. Like, when was your like what was your first reality show that you were, you were obsessed with, or or maybe that like brought you in? And also, what does it feel like to be people's answer to that question? Because I'm sure there are people who are born in, I don't know, in 1999 <laughs> that say detox is the reason I am a drag queen. Or I know, that I is wild in itself, it. for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I was born in the 80s. You know, I grew up in the 90s. So, like, I'm definitely, like, a real world and road rules fan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I haven't watched in years. Like I can't even tell you the last like season of Real World I I watched. But like back back in the day when it was <laughs> when it was really something. Um, and then obviously like Top Model was great and Project mm-hmm. Runway, which Iconic. is like you know so funny that I'm now part of the queer show that is an amalgamation of both of those programs. Right, right. You know, right. Um, uh, and I also really loved. <laughs> all of the, do you remember the show on TLC called um oh god Trading Spaces? Oh, of course. Yes, we <laughs> talked wait a couple weeks ago we talked about this and I want to go back and watch so bad because there's so many rooms. You know, have you seen like the articles of like the Hilti? Yeah, the worst rooms, rooms <laughs> where she like put her face on a wall and then she like not put, just like, hey, my sister and I with the hand. It's wall not just, just her face. Like, she like hand painted the face really poorly, right? Which yes. almost makes it even like better. Like <laughs> <laughs> we need a show where they, which it's kind of like not really an opportunity now, but like. After they trade spaces, we need a show where they go back and like try and like undo like the bad. Yes. Like, like where or was like, that show? Uh, that would have been an amazing check opportunity. In on how the relationship of the neighbors are now. <laughs> right. Well, it's gonna it's right, like, like ninety day fiance, and now we have after trading spaces. Like because right. yeah, the ninety yeah, day sure. fiance has all of their before the ninety days, ninety day after the ninety day. So right, right before the trading spaces, <laughs> yes, after yes. the trading spaces. <laughs> no, it's so good. I don't know where you can find them. I'm sure they're they on came, something. They came back with like a, a revamp of the show. I think like a year or two ago, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if it's still yeah. on because I was like, I was, I mean, I just bought my house three years ago and my sister's right across the street and we were like we have to do some kind of like you know we're renovating both of our houses at the same time so we're like we have to get on some kind of show like that 
Um, so if anyone's out there yeah. is listening so and they want yeah. a really dynamic <laughs> duo of amazing personality um, and drama, holler because we have a pitch of the deck ready for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, well. So w- would you would you go back not on Drag Race necessarily, but just like on reality? Oh, somewhere? for sure. I think I I don't think that I could do a competition based reality program again. Mm. In the in the format that Drag Race was, or like an all star situation. Like I get asked that question a lot whether I would do all stars again. I don't think that I would ever do it again in that same capacity. But if they were to do something along the lines of like or a challenge or a road rules, uh, real world challenge or something like that. I think that could be fun where it's not so much like you competing against, you know, your friends and colleagues for mm-hmm. essentially the same prize that you've been competing for for years. Like, it's, yeah, if right. it was like some kind of, they got to change it up a little bit, I think. Yeah, not a, yeah. yeah. No, for I, me, I, I want to be a participant in it again. Right. Oh my God. What if there was like a challenge, but it was like, it wasn't all stars. Okay. It's just like a different show. Right, like a whole... It's like a challenge, just of physical competitions, but everyone's in drag. Right. Like that, something like that would be hilarious where it's not so much like who's the best of the best. It's like, you're all competing in the same capacity. You know, I don't right. know. Right. I just think it would be something. I mean, God knows they have so many spinoffs now that who knows what oh, yeah. the I future mean, has. They're also oh, yeah. always like now redoing things, making reunions of things. Like, mm-hmm. did you watch the real world reu- reunion homecoming? No. They um, did, yeah, a reboot of the first season of New York and they, they bring them back to the actual mm-hmm. loft in Soho. Like they're in the whole space and it's, it's really cool. And they said that they're going to be doing it with a lot of other, um, of the seasons. I truly cried every episode and Tom and I had never really watched growing up watch real world so we started watching real world with homecoming and then before that we watched the first season so it was like the first time we ever experienced it but it was like really emotional yeah I mean there was some heavy stuff that went on in that first season and it was like you know uncharted territory with the way that production was set up and and you know putting eight strangers in a house you know, <laughs> yeah. they didn't know. I mean, and they filmed for they the producer. There's like at the finale of the series, they had the producers come the producers from season one, like come back and talk to them. And they were talking about how they would film a whole week's footage would be the one 20 minute episode. So like they really didn't know where to like what. Like, it was, I feel like story producing was so new, yeah. you know, like pe- that wasn't a job. I mean, that's a huge job now, I'm sure, as you know, on Drag Race, like story production is like a whole department of every reality mm-hmm. show. And I think they just were like, didn't know what to do. It's just insane to think of how much footage they still have of them sitting there. We could probably have like six other versions of season one of oh, the I'm sure. with all the footage they each, have. each character could have their own like you know series <laughs> right. yeah. yeah yeah um well so you were talking about your sister before and we wanted to chat about this a little bit because kicks and i are brother sister duo here and you know something that i have always loved you on the show but something that like really like made me love you completely was just when your sister came on drag race and Kix and I identified so much with that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we are so close. And you talk about how she is your inspiration for a lot of things and kind of a muse. And I just want you to kind of like chat about that with us. And also what like advice you have 
for a brother sister duo <laughs> as you know we get older and know how to use each other's talents and things like that. Well, I you think know? that is, is great advice there. It's like especially if you're close and as you grow. Like, I mean, she and I we've been very close like our whole life, and we just continue to get closer and closer. Especially now that we work so closely together. You know, she's my my legal advisor, my attorney, my business partner, my creative partner. Like, you know there really isn't anything that comes through the detox desk that isn't like passed through her first, you know, mm -hmm. um, which at times can, can seem like, you know, we would butt heads, but honestly, we just, we mesh so well and we bounce ideas off of each other so well that it just is kismet and it just really, really works out for us. Um, and I would think that also by living so close together that we would get on each other's nerves. But I think especially with the pandemic happening, like, you know, we're even closer now and we like, we've had like little, little tips here and there, like <laughs> typical siblings would do being <laughs> on top of each of other. Course. And then I was, I was mentioning that actually on a, a different podcast I was doing. She's like, we have, we don't fight. And I was like, are we, are we about to fight right now? <laughs> yeah. Are you about to have a fight about not fighting? But you know, she's, <clears throat> excuse me. She um, is seven years older than I am. You know, I have a twin brother as well, and he and I are very close as well, but he and I were never as close as she and I were, because to me, she was like this, you know, she's your big sister. She was my, you know, introduced me to Madonna, like, from the day I was born, like, you know, super supportive of, of like, you know, knew at, when I was a toddler that I was different, you know, in the mm -hmm. quotation marks that people yeah. used to use back then, you know, knew I was a fag, essentially. And <laughs> <laughs> Right. And, and it was always like you know imploring me to explore it even when she left you know we all she got emancipated when she was i think 16 or 17 um maybe even younger and then i ended up getting emancipated at 15 i moved in with her you know we had not that we had a terrible family life growing up Our, we just had parents that were not very um supportive or really knew what to do with creative, mm. free-spirited right. people. So, you know, and in, in our eyes, it made more sense for me to kind of separate myself from that and then, you know, be surrounded by somebody who did support me. And she you know, was the first person to encourage me to come out. And she's like, you know, you've, I've, you've been gay your whole life. You know, I know you're gay. You know that you're gay. Why can't you just admit it? <laughs> and, mm. <laughs> you know, and it's been, she's been my, my biggest support ever since. Well, I, I love yeah, that. It's and it's, it's like, it's an inspiration to Kix and I, I mm -hmm. think to, just to like what, what our relationship continue, how we can continue to grow yeah. as well. And I mean, that's, yeah, it's just amazing how you guys are so close and we, Tom and I actually lived together for like the first two years when I was in New York city. So we know about living very close <laughs> to each other for <laughs> sure. And it does like, I think people are always really shocked when they hear about brother and sisters that are like really close I don't know like what it is but they're like oh my gosh I could never or like oh I wish I was close to my sibling like that too it's just it was Tom and I are it's just us two and our parents and we're mm -hmm. all very close as a family so we've been all just like really lucky to be like friends too yeah and I think it's you know it's surprising when I hear that people aren't friends with their siblings more. And mm -hmm. and I hear that more so mm -hmm. than people like have a connection like you two have or like my sister and I have, which is kind of heartbreaking because, you know, I couldn't imagine not being, you know, not having her as my best friend and my brother too. Like, even though he mm -hmm. and I aren't as close, obviously, I mean, there's like, there really is no like getting in between she and I. So that, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, he, and he and I are polar opposites. So 
he's fine where he is in our relationship dynamic, yeah. but everyone in the family knows like it's the Heather and Matthew show, you know? <laughs> right. and it's been like that, you know, <laughs> since conception, I think. Um, and it's just the way that things, yeah. you know, turned out being, but I just, it, it kind of breaks my heart to know that people don't have that kind of relationship with their families because I, I couldn't imagine my, I couldn't imagine where my life would be if I didn't mm -hmm. have her, you know? Do you like yeah, draw any of your like fashion inspiration from her? Oh, 100%. Um, like yeah. she's the reason I love every. Like that's, I mean, she taught me everything I know about anything in life, about how to be cool, about how to like, you know, <laughs> be a, a, a bad kid, be a punk, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, because she was a troublemaker. I was a troublemaker. You know, she's my biggest inspiration. Even then, like I just remember being a little kid and being like, oh, you know, she was wearing low, like cut off lowrider wide-legged pants and like these crazy clogs mm -hmm. in the and when she was in high school and like belly jewelry and this really cute short madonna haircut and like thin eyebrows and smelled like ck1 all like reeked of ck1 and i was like she's the coolest person ever she's, she's an icon. Icon. yeah <laughs> she used to make me we um we because my parents were in the state department i think that's another reason why we're so close my dad was in the state department and worked for lockheed martin so we moved around all the time like we were never mm -hmm. in one place for a long time i think we moved around like every year or two and so we were in different schools all the time so we had to kind of like have a bond together and even though mm -hmm. she was so much older than, yeah. than my brother and i you know it was always you know we were just like i was like her little puppy dog and she would lock me out of her room and i would want to hang out with her and her friends but <laughs> she would make me sit at the like crack of the door between the floor and the door and sing the little mermaid song like when ariel's singing to ursula to steal her voice <laughs> Because yes. I used to have a really high voice, I could sing it. And she would be like, "Keep hey, like," and you know, I'm sure they were like probably like getting high or something in her room, <laughs> just like laughing at her, you know, her gay ass brother. And I would just sit there like a little puppy dog, like my sister loves me so much, and she just wants me to sing for her all the time. And I was like, I was, oh, "That's so sweet." I was like her little puppet, her little gay puppet. <laughs> oh my god, that is that so is cute. Do we have any like cute stories? No, of us we when like kids? growing up. I feel like I was such an asshole to Tom. Like I would chase <laughs> him around the house and like steal. I literally steal his friends in high school. <laughs> you're still you're still yeah. doing that, kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We have we we share them. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of drag inspiration. Um, something I know that someone I know who is important to you is, uh, Robin. Yes. I just want to talk about Robin a little bit. Um, uh, what, what's like top three Robin songs for you? Oh God. Um, I mean that it changes all the time depending on my mood. Um, <laughs> yeah. but I, I love with every heartbeat. That one's like very personal. Oh my God, and, that's, like, that's the important. one I have written down it too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Yes. <clears throat> what's your, okay. What do you, what's your other, do you give me one on your list? Then? I mean, for me. Me, cliche is hang with me. I feel like it's just so good. Like, yeah. it's just so good. I could yeah, listen to so it good. every day while, if I'm, like, sad or if I'm, like, ready to party. Like, it's always fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I wrote down uh, do it again um, with every heartbeat and hang with me. And then Dan, we can't, like be snobs dancing yeah. on my own dance oh, thing, right? Right. <laughs> like i was like when i was writing my faves and i was like should i write down like niche to like impress detox and i'm like <laughs> no like it i was like no it all slaps it know? all slaps but, it's like you know there is no niche 
with hungry. every heartbeat was a was a like past two years discovery for me i would like when i was running i would put on like just like robin radio because you can just kind of get lost in like her music when you're working out because it's just it's just like the songs are long mm-hmm. and they're just and like, they all have like a very similar like they, they all no matter what album they're on they can take a journey yes definitely. in whatever Completely. order they're played yeah and so i just on shuffle with every heartbeat came on i was like I literally don't know the song and I, and I just listened to it like maybe like three or four times in a row. It's and it like slowly became one of my favorites, but it's like five minutes long. If you don't know with every heartbeat, go to it. It's, How could you it's not so enter pretty. A fan? Get out of here. <laughs> no, I mean, I, there are people off. listening yeah. that don't. Yeah. I hope someone listens uh, to it and writes in the review. Who's Robin? One star. <laughs> <laughs> we just, get, we, we do a little intro before our episodes and where we read a review and we just got our first one star and review we, today. We, so honestly, we're, we're dealing, we're dealing with the trauma. I think it's pretty that. iconic. I just got my first two star rating on Cameo the other day and it like kicked me in the gut of Wait, okay. that feels yeah, mean. 503 on cameo. Cameos, all of them have been five stars except for one. Wait, no. no. What'd, you, what'd you do? I redid it for them, but I was like, and I'll get like the... The prompt was essentially like our friend, I don't want to get too involved, but our friend just moved. She's been having a rough time over the last year, um, you know, and it's her birthday. Wish her happy birthday. So what if I was like slowly raising my hand? (laughs) (laughs) And I, so like, I was trying to like, um, uh, like relate to her and be like, yeah, like, you know, I know that you've had a rough year. We've all had a rough year. Like COVID has been really shitty. Like, I'm sorry, just stick with it, you know? And the review was it was really way too short and all she did was talk about COVID. I was like, I was trying to relate. Oh, I'm sorry. They're like, well, we oh God. you know, obviously there's only a certain amount of area that you can put the prompt in. She's like, well, we wanted to go into more details, but I was like, okay, well you can't be too mad at me then. Yeah. And I gave you another one. You got two cameos. <laughs> Watch, I'll probably get another. Who okay. <laughs> just turned you on the I podcast? Ordered... <laughs> One star. <laughs> no. So something that was weird about... So I ordered my first cameo um, recently, and something that was weird about it to me was that you don't get refunded the money, because sometimes people won't fulfill it just because, like, they have stacked up... Like, they're just... Like, someone might have a lot of mm-hmm. cameos stacked up, and they don't fulfill them. And the celebrities, they don't refund... like. The app doesn't refund you. They credit you, and they're like, "Go find another celebrity." <laughs> I didn't even like, know that. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't know it. So my my boyfriend's really obsessed with peppermint, and I got one from peppermint, and she did it perfectly and everything. But like, I was getting nervous because I saw I saw that like that that text on there. I was like, "Wait, are you telling me that if it was for his birthday?" I'm like, "So I have to go and like get just like." someone else who's available oh, right no. now. It's a very weird <laughs> thing on there. That you know? is one thing. And I, like, I always try to like, <clears throat> I'm, I mean, I'm sure we're like completely off topic now talking a, about that. Like, well, there's, there's no topics. Yeah, there's no topics. Yeah. I don't care. We can talk about cameo. I, I, I always try to like schedule them around the times where I know that I'm in drag because I know some people don't mind if you're not in drag, but it's like, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're got buying cameo for detox. Right. You don't want to see sure me Haggard looking like this. It's the filter, honey. Trust me. It's, it's the... Oh, do you have the touch up? I have the touch up I on. I have too. the touch up on. You have to. I didn't until recently. Uh, Tom taught me how. You no, didn't, you, you taught me how to do it. You're like, by the way, kicks. When you're on Zoom, you should use this. You did it. You say it to. I know, but you say it like I was like, you look rough. Turn it on. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past you. 
<laughs> That's true. That sounds like me, so maybe not. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? Cameo? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Oh, drag, drag. Yeah, so I try to like when I, when I know that I'm not going to be in drag, I turn it off, and I sometimes I forget, and then I and then I see like the other day I was supposed to do cameos over the weekend, and I had like a really long, crazy, busy weekend, and just like totally forgot, and then was not feeling it. So I had was like, all right, on Tuesday I'll get in drag, I'll do my cameos, and literally it like counts down as the hours are like dwindling before they expire. They're like, are you ghosting so and so? take take 30 minutes or take 30 seconds out of your day to make so-and-so's day and i'm like i'm not like i'm putting my makeup on i'm like i'm not ghosting but i also need you to get off my dick cameo yeah whoa (laughs) so okay so the business model is fucked on because then if they're telling me that i'm wondering like what they're telling the client like the customer they're like Ooh. Ooh, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not throwing peppermint under the bus <laughs> on this at all. I don't want to start a feud with peppermint. The cameo was wonderful. She did send it to me the day before, but I got a notification being like, time's running out or something like that. <laughs> like, so what am I supposed to do about sorry it? Sorry for anybody who got late cameos ever. But I always, <laughs> I also know, like, if, like, a lot of times they'll put it, like, in, like, in the description, like, oh, their birthday is on such and such date. So I always try to make sure mm-hmm. I get them before that sometimes it doesn't happen okay I mean, you, don't be too hard on yourself i also didn't mean to make this like a <laughs> you should feel bad about not fulfilling them you did <laughs> I, no. I didn't mean to into, into podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, detox just shut her computer <laughs> wait back to robin for a second and kind of in general what are your what's like your favorite robin song to lip sync to um I'm all of them. I love doing Indestructible. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah that's a good one. It's just so fun. And it's so fun to dance to. I really love, I mean, it's terrible. I, I just did this when I was in Florida. I really love doing Honey and Missing You. But every time I do Missing You, I like get, I get too wrapped into it. And I start like, it's really unhealthy, like emotionally for me, I think, because I, like, I'll yeah, just end yeah. up, I forget that I perform it and just end up on stage crying <laughs> and like having an emotional yeah. breakdown and then having to sob backstage. So that happened over this past weekend in Florida. Oh, no. So, <laughs> and I'm I was so like, why do I, why do I keep doing the song? But it's just, you know, I it's also song, really though. love performing that way because a lot of times people don't really um, think of drag in that kind of aspect, mm-hmm. but it can be. It can mm-hmm. be quite moving. So it's yeah. just giving myself, well, putting myself out there for everybody. <laughs> no, I mean. No, I'm sure you do it beautifully. Right, and that's like what makes you, I feel, like pretty relatable. People are like, I've never seen this before, but this is also my favorite song. People, I'm they know you. And so going to see you, I assume that some of them are like, well, I hope she does Robin. Like, <laughs> I hope so. I, yeah. I think that sometimes too. They're always like, I hope she does Mannequin or Robin. And I always usually, I usually end up doing both. You're, yeah. <laughs> Seamless, you, you, you have continued to seamlessly set up all my questions. So my next, my next question for you, I'm though, really I want to talk that. Mannequin. <laughs> I want to talk Mannequin a little bit. We have, we'd be remiss yes. not to, because I <clears throat> was in college and one of my best friends in college, uh, Tim Rinaldi, he was a drag queen, uh, Lucy LaDuca. Um, she's amazing. Uh, amazing. She's in Connecticut. And she was like, have you heard of Detox? And I'm like, no. I was in, I was like newly out of the closet, never seen a drag show before. And she's like, I have to show you these mannequin videos. <laughs> this, this, this bitch just stands there and opens her purse and people just walk up and give her money. That's amazing. I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is everything. <laughs> I was going to say, it reminds me of that like meme or video that was going around of that little kid going, open your purse. 
And yeah. his like, eyelashes <laughs> yes. are like crooked. Yes. <laughs> How did you create that? And was it just out of like, I, I'm overdoing a number? Or was it out of- <laughs> No, it was, you know? it's, well, first of all, Mannequin and Mannequin 2, the sequel, um, mm-hmm. were like some, one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. I was obsessed yeah. with them. Um, and I was doing, it was like, I mean, I've been doing that number for way too long now. But I was um, in LA, I was doing an 80s show at uh, Chad Michaels Dream Girls Review and the whole mm-hmm. theme was 80s. And I was like, I've been wanting to do a mannequin number for like ever. And my boyfriend at the time was like, you should just do the theme song from the movie and then just stand in place. And I was like, oh my God, duh, why have I never <laughs> thought about that in all these no, years of wanting to do it? Um, and so that's, I mean, it has like a super special place in my heart because it's he, like he and I came up with it together. He's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. And so every time I do it, I think of him. It's another one of those songs where like, depending on the mood, you, you'll catch right. me right. sobbing at the end of it. We're like, this mannequin's crying. It's like, it's like, there's a part of me where I'm like, I can't yeah. fucking do mannequin one more time because I do it so much. And then if I don't do it, people get annoyed because they want to see it. Or if I do do it, people are like, all right, girl, we've seen it enough. But it's just one of those numbers that I just, I have so much fun doing every time I do it. Oh, I mean, it's so iconic. And it's, it's been so many different versions of it too. Like, like the first one mm-hmm. um, was pretty much how it is now. And then I was like, oh, I know I'll have you like come and like change me and move me and we'll put furniture up, but then you can change me while I'm on stage. And that was a fucking shit show. Because, <laughs> you know, I wasn't doing anything to help because I was not breaking character. <laughs> But it was just, you know, he he, he came up running on stage with a cigarette, like trying to like change my clothes and change my shoes. I was like, oh my God, this isn't working. But it's been, it's been a lot of things. And now it's kind of comfortably resting at the the shit show that it is now. (laughs) Wait, what did you perform? You said you just performed uh, this weekend in Florida. What, what um, shows did you do? Um, Or like what, sorry, not, not what shows did you do? What numbers did you perform? I did Honey and Missing You in Orlando, right. and then I did um, Roisin Murphy's uh, You Know Me Better for like the one o'clock show. And then after that was done, they put on Indestructible, and I was like drunk mm-hmm. and having a really good time, so I performed that too, and my wig fell off, and it was kind of a shit show. <laughs> um, <and laughs> what else did I do? I did this old Anaya, um, Anaya Day song called, well, it's a cover, but it's called Nasty Girl, like that Nasty Girl song from the 80s. But Anaya Day did a cover of it in the early thousands, which I was like obsessed with. It just reminded me of like old school Southern Florida drag. Mm-hmm. So I like yeah, you, you have such like you have such niche pop taste. Yes. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an old I mean, lady. In a good way. You're, you're not an old no. lady. <laughs> Who told you that? My, I, well, I'm a, I consider myself an old lady because I've been doing drag for like more than half my life. I've been doing drag for 20 years now almost. You know, I started when I was 15. So I've been I've yeah. been around for a minute and I learned from older queens. Like I just mm-hmm. grew up around, you know, an, an older demographic of friends and, and yeah. uh, you know, counterparts. So, which I love, you know. It's <laughs> I would everyone, say that uh, it more than kind of works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's totally been great for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're, yeah. Things are things going, are going okay, great. Detox. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so um, you have met so many celebs in all your 20 years of drag who of like the celebs i gotta know like not shady things like who surprised you like who was like oh my god they're so down to earth oh my god they're so 
like much more than I thought they'd be. You know, it's hard when you like expect things out of people and you meet them and you want to make sure it fulfills all that, you know? Totally. You know, I mean, honestly, from I've, I've met a ton of people, even like before Drag Race, like just living in LA and like having the experience mm-hmm. of like starting to work there. I, I was allowed an opportunity to like do so many different amazing events and, and meet celebrities. And I haven't had a really negative experience honestly knock on fucking wood somewhere <laughs> with anyone yet i will say one that surprised me a lot was i ran into um andy cohen and anderson cooper at a party in atlanta and andy was amazing and like super sweet and i had like met him before um doing you know the uh watch what happens live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but anderson was kind of a dick <laughs> Oh no! Yes. <laughs> and I understand because I mean, let's be real. We were at like the after hours circuit party at the, you know, it was like <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, you're not there to like be chum chum, but you know, I'm there in drag. I'm talking to Andy, and I'm you know saying hi to Anderson. And it was very like, uh huh. <laughs> like, so that oh one, God. Would you... that one was very interesting. Oh, I, so Anderson used to work out at the gym I used to work at when I first my first job in New York City he he worked out at that gym David Barton gym shout out it's essentially a sex club yeah, I was gonna say it is a gay gym it's a gay gym because they had like a dis they had like a dance floor with a disco sorry my cat's trying to open this door they had a yeah. um dance floor and a disco ball and a DJ booth like in the middle of the gym as one does in as one New York does. City um but him and his because he, I think he's in the zaddies like, he like is big, one now. Like bears. No, no, he's into like oh. like big bears. Oh. And him and this him and this bear would always make their way down <laughs> stairs. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm whispering and D- looking D-tux. and I'm mouthing into the camera. We we might have to cut this off. <laughs> <laughs> um well, can we talk drag race a little bit? Oh, my dog's here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we're really having a pet affair today. Hi. I wish I had pets. My cat scratched me in the nipple a minute ago. That's why I gasped. I mean, goals. <laughs> no, I was going to say about drag race. Um, what's, where do we go from here? What's next? Like, like I, because I, I can't imagine as someone who's been working as a drag queen for 20 years, like what, you started drag doing this one version of that, you know, mm-hmm. and then this obviously exciting new era of drag happens, but then what happens after drag race? Like, and I'm not sure, I'm not saying your career wise, I'm saying just in general for. Yeah, drag. for sure. Well, yeah, like, for what? drag in general, because I mean, the real, the reality is, is drag race has completely changed the face of what drag is and what mm-hmm. it was and what it is becoming, you know, which in a, in a way is amazing, but there's, you know, there's pros and cons to, to that. You know, a lot like, you know, because I am from an older generation of, of drag and the, the love of performing in the stage, it's, um, I'm, I'm thankful that I have those roots in me, but I also see that those roots are diminishing as the years go by mm-hmm. because we're losing so many legends and we're losing a lot of amazing, amazing entertainers that um, haven't been able to have their legacy shared in the same kind of spotlight that people like myself have been allotted and that's which is an amazing thing but I think that it's important for people like myself and you know older queens especially (laughs) that have been on the show to be you know to (laughs) to kind of school the kids 
-hmm. now it's getting the kids to give a a fuck about that kind of drag (laughs) sure you know because a, a lot of times they only understand or see drag from what they're shown on the show and that's kind of like where that's as as far as their blinders go is to what's on the mm-hmm. TV, and right. um, and you know I think that there's a responsibility in the casting department. Like you know I loved that Tamisha Iman was on the season because she's a legend in our community and has been around for a long time, and um, and I loved the response that she got. And I'm hoping that because of that kind of reaction that she garnished from the show, that will open the door for you know many more multifaceted entertainers that are out there that are mm-hmm. from an older generation or from a different school of drag than what you're used to seeing on mm-hmm. the show. Because a lot of times now kids that are getting on the show are doing drag because of RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, right. which isn't yeah. a bad thing. Mm-hmm. No, and- I mean, it's just the the circle, it's it's come all, like, it's crazy how full circle right. it's all become yeah. in the past couple of years. So. Right. Okay, so I, no, I was just going to say, it's kind of like, I, that's why I really appreciated them bringing BB back just because like she, I mean, Tom and I watched season one, Tom watched it live, then forced our family to watch it and rewatch <laughs> it over again. But, um, so it was just like nice to see that, I don't know, just like people who are new to drag race really understand what drag was and mm-hmm. why it started and how it's evolved because like. And that's also what I appreciated about this season. Like the first challenge was lip syncing, period. Mm-hmm. Because that's like what yeah. is hard about Drag Race sometimes is that some girls like don't get to lip sync because they're good. Mm-hmm. And lip syncing is like you lip sync for your life. So Right. Well, and a lot of it too, like, I mean, let's be real. A lot of these challenges have nothing to do with drag. They're just like, <laughs> they're fun and then they're entertaining and, um, and that makes great television. So it's, it's, um, what I did appreciate about this latest season is that a lot of the challenges did kind of circle back to like the fundamentals of what drag is, the creativity of it, the mm-hmm. performance aspect of it. Um, and I, we also had a huge opportunity to see all these cruises with the never ending season of week after week <laughs> after ending. week. Of, uh, <laughs> so it really gave a really great spotlight to the girls. So you could see it, you know, at least you know, even if you went home first, like Kimora, she still had a good three weeks before she even went home to like, yeah. you know, showcase her personality and, and everyone can see how beautiful she was. I really liked that aspect of the season because people were bitching about it. And I'm like, first of all, A, what else are you doing? <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> and B, like these queens spent so these days with the way the show is, unfortunately, they spend so much money. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't even know the numbers because I'm, I'm not a drag queen, but I have to imagine it's it's it, it's really racking it up there now. And to go home first, like in kind of an initial format of a season, you like look at all those dresses that you promised to designers that would get seen mm-hmm. by the world mm-hmm. and they're not. And I just, I can't imagine. So I'm, I'm happy. I, I really liked the form at the beginning where they did the, they did that runway, fa- mm-hmm. the fashion, the spring and fall mm-hmm. or whatever the challenge was. And then lip syncing and they had all these things where you really got to know them. So I, I want them to continue that. Definitely. Yeah. I think that would but, be a great, a great new format for them to continue. Yeah. On. Cause it was, it was great. Even though it was long, it was great. You know, yeah, and literally, what else are we doing? We have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like, literally nothing. Okay, we're well, getting we free content. Right. You right. can't right. tip drag queens right now unless you're in Florida. So, like, at least <laughs> give the show ratings. Like. <laughs> I would love to see, a, like, seasons where they bring back 
girls who went home early. Like, I think mm-hmm. that would be great, just especially like Love from the earlier seasons to see where they are now, how they progressed, like what, you know, I think that also just, just shed some more light on them and give them yeah, more of an sure. opportunity to have some screen time. I think that would be really great. Yeah, I agree. Who uh, who do you want to win this season, do you think? Or who do you think is going to win, I should say? Or both? I I mean, I'm I'm team Mick and I'm team Simone because I love yeah. them both so much and so separately. Like, I've been friends with Mick for a long time. We're very close. And I'm so, it's amazing for me to see trans representation on the show yeah. and the mm-hmm. way that it's been um, showcased. And I just hope that it opens the door even further for many, many more assets of drag to mm-hmm. to be showcased um but yeah. i mean what simone has done this season has been truly phenomenal um, unreal like i mean and just going the track record alone i mean there you go that's your winner but just right just yeah. what she's done on the runway what she's done on her challenges it's just been super super inspiring to see and i remember um I did when house of avalon was still in arkansas i was like the special guest judge at one of their um, I, I wouldn't call it a talent show because I can't really remember what it was, but it was like, you know, a, a bunch of co- girl, local girls competing and Simone was the finalist and so she won that night. And I remember telling her that night, I was like, you, she like was so fierce. I was enamored by her. And so like to see her yeah. from like then years ago to what she's done in the show this year has been so spectacular. So yeah, cool. Really she cool. has such a different like way of, the way she lip syncs, it's kind of similar to your lip syncing in a way. It's all literally in the mouth. Like, it's all right You know there. what it is? It's that she, like, has an understanding of the music and the con. Like, it's right. that's And that's yes. truly, like, a, you can lip sync and, and dance the house down and, and, and still be great. But there's, there's something that separates somebody who truly has an understanding of what the song or whatever the... The, the music is about mm-hmm. the vibe and then to make it her own the way that she does. It's really, it's truly special. Yeah. I mean, her bringing out the tissue, like at the exact ah, moment. was so good. It was like, this it's is like those amazing. little details like that, yeah, which is what it. I fucking love it. about her. Yeah. And she <laughs> yeah, gets exactly. it for being yeah. so young. She gets like, that's yeah. that kind of old school shit that I live for. And for being someone so young, she just, she's got it. Yeah, she, like, acts a song. Like, I went to theater school, and, like, that's something that you can't teach everyone to do, and I might be one of them because I'm not an actor anymore. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes it's just hard for certain people to, like, listen to a song and not only listen to the music, but also listen to what the person, the artist yeah, is saying. Yeah, and the delivery and, and the Simone emotion. And embodies yeah. it completely. Like, she, the lyrics, like, really are a part of her. It's it's super special. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Simone or Mick, I think, will, will win. Um I don't know. Do, do you have any tea on what is it? Is it a lip sync thing? Do you know? Tom, I guess I'll have to find out. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was worth a try. Um, wait, can we? I mean, I don't have an NDA, so I don't really give a fuck. But I'm not one to spoil. <laughs> we can talk about it off air. <laughs> um, no. I want you to just shout out some like local queens that you a think should be on Drag Race and or b that people just need to come and see their shows because they're amazing. Um, well, I would say that about Tina Burner. <laughs> like Tina was like so gung ho. <laughs> I know Tina Burner for years because I love I love Tina Burner and I'm yes. still gung ho Tina Burner. But she knows now she's been on the show and it was great. I <laughs> wish that she, I wish that she we we could have met the Tina Burner that we all love on the show. I don't mm-hmm. think that we got an opportunity to do that, but. Tina's fantastic. Um, Virginia West and Columbus is amazing. Um, Giselle Barbie Royale is incredible. Like, like there's uh, Aurora Sexton is insane. Um, 
uh, Axel Andrews is incredible. There's, I mean, all kinds of, all my little Judy's all over the, the country here. Yeah. No, I just think it's important, though, to, like, acknowledge names of people that haven't got to be on VH1. Yeah, and honestly, just go out. Like, that's so the thing. Much I was thinking about this the other day, because I'm, I'm going to Grand Rapids, Michigan, to perform at a Hamburger Mary's um, at the end of next they month. They have one there? Yeah. I haven't been yet, but they have one. Um, and I'm like a Hamburger Mary's girl. You know, like in LA, that's where I have all my yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's funny that people always look at Rude Paul's Drag Race girls so differently than they do local queens because we're all fucking local queens Yeah. that right. just had the opportunity and um, were available for the show. You know, like, so there really isn't mm-hmm. a separation between any of us. Just the fact that we've now have the platform, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. there's... Um, that's why it's so important for me to like anytime that I am on the road and like especially before COVID, like if I was on the road and I had a night off and I I would like to try to go out to like whatever place had a drag show. Because not I mean, I just love drag, period. But I think it's mm-hmm. also important to go out and support local drag because we're all yeah. from that. We're all those little local queens. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good yeah. point. I mean, we're from um D- the Dallas area, so we like love going to like S4, which is the like, Rose Room and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Rose, Rose Room, room is amazing. Crystal, I love Crystal. Yeah. Yes. Wait, who's the queen? Who's the queen we saw that did the full eight minute? Let's get stuck in oh, Who was that? Kicks. My God. <laughs> I can't remember the queen. That was um, amazing. But I can't she remember did. Her name either. <laughs> she did like the full eight minute uh, director's cut of yes. Go Down to the Pool. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Like the full thing. I was, we kept being like, oh, it's not over. Like, literally, like, I had time to get another drink during it. And, and she just walked around. She walked around the whole club and just went to different tables and took people's drinks and, spr- and bounced them on their breasts. Yes. And then, would, and then her breasts. would just spray them on her. Like, uh, take people's yes. drinks and just dump it on herself. Love it. Amazing. Y'all, Love if it. it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's simple <laughs> and it works. I gave her, like, $20. That's so. the shit that I live for. That's yeah. why I'm also, like, so I, I'm so desperate for more trans women to be on the show because it's, like, yeah. oh, they just, it's, like, that is my kink. Like, I love, like, going to Palace and, and South Beach and, like, that's what I grew yes. up with. And I want yeah. I want everyone else in the world who loves drag from Drag Race to be able to see that kind of drag because it's super special. Yeah, for sure. No, I completely agree. Yeah, what's it's interesting in Dallas. A, a lot of the drag queens in Dallas are trans women. Yeah, and are everything and amazing. Yeah. And it's it feels like such an to, from the public eye an untouched market of like having them like on reality or just on our screens at all. I know. They're, just like, they're I mean, beautiful. They're talented. It's crazy. That's what, and they do. So, they do better drag than like. <laughs> You don't have to name names. You know what I mean? No, you can name names. Well, they do better drag than I do. They do better drag than anyone (laughs) that I know because it's like, you know, it's like the hustle is there. Mm -hmm. The the town is there. I mean, it's just, there's nothing makes me happier than going to see a show full of trans performers. Yeah, I agree. And they, at S4 in the Rose Room, they do a, they do gay bingo, which is so much fun. It's just like drag queens hosting bingo, mm-hmm. but it's like always every once in a while they'll have like a quote unquote like celebrity guest, but it's a lot of times it's just an hour straight of shows and then bingo calling bingo things and then performances. And dirty jokes. Yeah, d- oh, yeah, of course, like B sixty nine. Everyone's claps B sixty nine. 
Yeah, our, our mom and dad work it sometimes. Yes, yes, they love it. Oh, that's they're cute. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, before we let you go, uh, we always like to ask our like guests that we chat a, a question. It has nothing to do with anything we talk about. <laughs> it's just a fun conversation starter. What's your bagel order, Detox? Ooh, um, well, also varies. But lately it's been everything with chive cream cheese. Delicious. Um, but I, toasted? Toasted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. What else do I like? I don't know. I love all kinds of bagels. Yeah. <laughs> I, some, so I sometimes think if it's a good bagel, I think people sleep on butter because I'm like, <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a really g- good bagel, sometimes you just need butter because then you really get the bagel. But Literally, truth. Okay, but sometimes eating bagels with butter, I feel like I'm wasting the bagel. Oh my god, I complete. I think almost the opposite. It depends on how much butter you put on. You have to like load that <laughs> sure. motherfucker with butter. Yeah. Not spray butter, like good butter. No, like good. No, yeah. And let that well, shit I melt. Also... Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Now I need bagels. I think. I have one this morning. <laughs> <laughs> if you're making an egg sandwich or like. Yeah, if you're making an egg sandwich, I say it doesn't really matter because, like, there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, ideally, you get a good bagel. But, like, if your only option at the grocery store is, like, what's Thomas. the Thomas bagels, which are awful mm-hmm. bagels, by the way. <laughs> the only thing you can do with that, to me, is an egg sandwich. Because, like, butter, you don't want to taste that bread. Because I'd rather just put br- butter on toast. Mm-hmm. Or an English muffin. Oh, or an yeah. English muffin. Our friend, just like, okay, our okay. friend, her hangover, ideal hangover meal is... A plain bagel with cream cheese, but also eggs and bacon on it. That feels too yeah, much. Yeah, no. <laughs> it does. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. Oh, that crosses the line. For me. Does it really? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I don't know. See, my sister and I used like... to make these sandwiches, but we were used to do them with croissants, so maybe it would be a little different. But we would toast these croissants, and then we would smear a bunch of cream cheese on it, then do like turkey and all kinds of other stuff, and it was like. The best breakfast sandwich yeah, ever. Yeah, for some reason that sounds less weird to me than, a, I don't know, maybe I'm being judgmental, which is probably true. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, and then what's next for Detox, Detox? Girl, I don't know. Um... <laughs> Grand Rapids, Hamburger Mary. Grand Rapids, Hamburger Mary. Well, now I'm ordering bagels. Um, now I'm ordering bagels. Angina's on her way here tonight, actually. Oh she flies God, in so tonight. Fun. Fun. Um, I haven't seen her in over two years, so I'm excited oh. to see her. She's she's turned me into a streamer. I've been like playing this video game called Dead by Daylight. And oh. I've become so obsessed. Do you guys play? Oh we should God. have asked. We should have talked about this earlier. Are you earlier. fucking kidding me? We <laughs> should have over. just been talking what about What are we doing? Why do we not talk about ga- Well, we can talk about video games for a little bit. Why don't we play um, after we're done here? I I have so much. Uh, we have. To I do. literally would Same. play with you, Detox. We have to record again. I'm I like, so do, I know. But I maybe like, I'm like doing. I haven't played all week because I've been gone for a week, so I haven't played all week. But yeah, she's gotten me really into Dead by Daylight, and it's like you have to start streaming. You have to start streaming, and I'm I'm so like technologically like not advanced that she is coming out here. To help me set up my game. <laughs> Just for Dead by Daylight. You flew her to Chicago to set up your Twitch account? Yep. Honestly, goals. <laughs> Work. Yeah. I mean, I have a Twitch account already. Go follow it. It's the only Detox official. Um, and I'm, Wait, I'm, have you played I'm, with um, Trixie yet? Because she... We've they, played, but we haven't streamed together, but we've yeah, played she together. she streams it too. Yeah. Yeah. I, she, I, I learned about the game through mm-hmm. her because she was streaming that like at the beginning of quarantine. And... Um, 
So then I downloaded it for my Switch, but I need to download it. Actually, I got a PS5. I want to download it for my PS5 because it's better there. Yeah, yeah I play on my PS4, but I need a PS5. Yeah. <laughs> I play on my PS4. And no, no, no. Don't get a PS5 if you have a PS4. It's barely any different. <sighs> I will get, I mean, I'm, gonna, got... I'm waiting until like, Tomb Raider comes out. When the new Tomb Raiders come out, which I'm sure yes. will happen. That's what I usually do. Is that's when I upgrade my system. Mm. This is when the Tomb Raiders pop out. So Wait. I like really had no idea that you were like like gamed. I mean, we don't know each other. Honestly, like, <laughs> like no one did, and everyone. It's so funny to me that everyone is like so surprised when they find out that I like because that's all I've done is either watch like binge watch old shows that I had not watched or caught up on video games. Like I played a shit ton of video games last Same. year, and everyone's like, "What do you mean?" Wait, so what else do you play? Um, I mean, I'm a huge like fan of the Tomb Raider franchise. I love Mortal Kombat. I The Last of Us Two. Are you fucking kidding me? It, like destroyed my life mm. i i had to take my like, boyfriend wait shout out can you say hi to my boyfriend real quick? <laughs> what's his name <laughs> brian hi brian uh tell him i loved i loved the last of us too brian <laughs> I, lo- I loved the last of us too brian i did oh. it like fucked me no, up no i know he'll die because that's like his favorite video game it so. fucked me up like i was in bed like sobbing like my sister was like are you okay i'm like I know he literally he was like I I tried to call him one night he's like I can't talk right now it I'm like, affected me and what, like I'm like teary eyed right now thinking of it it truly yeah. like got, it fucked me up I only have but, a, <laughs> I only have a switch I, I like I need to get a PS thing but the PS fives are um they're huge and they're expensive so maybe I should just buy are, a PS four they are I mean you can no get don't them, do like, that games. just yeah get. Just get it. Go don't don't downgrade. Why would you downgrade? Yeah. Just like save money for the PS5. Okay, fine. The PS5 Listen, will be it, around too for a while. Yeah. Okay. They'll be around for a minute. I mean, I can be convinced pretty easily. <laughs> I'm convinced. Wait, Detox, we have to get you on Fortnite because we are obsessed with Fortnite and we know only eight-year-olds play. Yes. So we My like, nephew don't is it. obsessed <laughs> with Fortnite. It's so he tries to get me to play Fortnite all the time and I'm like, nah. And so every once in a while, you'll accidentally like turn the chat on and you're in a team with strangers and you hear like, hey, what are you doing after school? And you're like, oh my God, I'm like, need to get off of this game right now. Make us up. Laura Croft is on this season of Fortnite. You can like play as her. I saw that and he was telling me that too, because he knows that I love Laura Croft. So he was like, you can play as Laura. And I was like, nice try. Or I could play as Laura on my PS5. So, <laughs> right. well, they don't have a new Tomb Raider yet oh. for it. I'm, I mean, I'm assuming that they're going to have a new. They definitely will. I feel like I've heard the rumblings that that's happening. Although I've never played OG Tomb Raider. I just like, what? I'm no, I just like was obsessed with the movies, but we didn't have, we had no, but we had a PlayStation kicks. I don't know why we didn't have Tomb Raider. Yeah, but we played, our PlayStation was like Rugrats Golf. <laughs> did you well, ever we play, play the spice girls game on playstation how i don't know how old you two are but i'm i'm 30 okay we I'm played like little we had a um mary kate nashley like vid camera game <laughs> that was pretty oh lit god. you would like go around the high school and take pictures of like the cheerleaders oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> wait take pictures of the cheerleader i don't remember yes that. it was like challenges like camera challenges work i'd play that again yeah i would do <laughs> <laughs> no i know we we didn't we didn't really use the playstation for all of us work, no, no, apparently no. <laughs> <laughs> um okay well we we, uh, we want to be conscious of your time though detox and we just want to say thank you so much for 
answering a blind email <laughs> or having your team answer a blind email to like I was like, I don't answer up. those emails, but, but. <laughs> no, but seriously, you have been such a joy. And this is, it's been so wonderful to get to chat and get to know you. Yes, thank you thank so you, much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, just, you can follow Detox at The Only Detox on Instagram. What's your Twitch account name again? Uh, the Only Detox Official. I'm hoping to drop the official because I'm with The Only Detox on every like mm-hmm. every social media platform except for that mm-hmm. one for right now. I don't know why I can't get that one. Yeah, so if smart. you're out there listening to me, Twitch, make me a partner and drop the official. <laughs> uh, I just want to let you know they're not listening. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um. Uh, and you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet. You can follow Kix. At Kix Hamlet, that's spelled C-I-X. Yes, and follow the podcast Instagram account at Dumpster Dive Pod. And uh, everyone have a fantastic uh, day, night, whenever you listen to this. Bye, y'all. Bye.